Welcome to episode 71 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And today we have two guests joining us, two of our favorite people in the whole world, Ben and Noah from Wiseman Company. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. Hang it in there. Good. Excellent. So Ben has been on with us before. Noah, I don't think you had before. No, I have not. So this, nope. is, this is Noah's I'm, debut. Yeah. Popping the cherry here. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you guys on. So we, we, we have you guys on because we have, we're going to kind of break a little bit from our typical podcast where me and Jared just talk about the usual stuff that's going on. And, and we're probably not even going to do the ice break question today unless we get, get to it at the end. Yes. <laughs> we get to skip it. I hate that jingle. <laughs> hey, you so made, it's your fault. To get, to get the wise guys caught up. Um, that Greg made a jingle of me singing for the icebreaker thing and it's obnoxious. That's awesome. But I'm so happy we're not doing it this time. I, I have no doubt that it was obnoxious. <laughs> I'll play for you guys later. <laughs> See, the issue is I made the mistake of kind of sing songy saying something and then he decided he was going to cut the audio and make it a jingle. So that's what happened. Yep. That's great. But, uh, we have something pretty cool i guess uh pretty uh maybe not cool what's the what's our we, we have something pretty hot Rel- hot topic relevant, relevant. relevant. yes relevant so i have you on though you know words um so we have something very relevant to talk about and uh and that is and i i couldn't exactly decide on one singular question for this but basically do we as business owners have a responsibility to address social issues that are coming up right now, as we speak, well, a couple of days ago, there is a black square uh, trend going on. And there's, you know, that there's, if you guys haven't heard, there's, there's quite a bit going on right now in our society, uh, racial, ten, racial tensions that um, COVID stuff. I mean, there's just, there's so many things. 2020 going on has now. been pretty lit. Let's be it's, honest. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 been five years packed into the last five months is what pretty it's much like. it's my favorite I think my favorite meme is the one where the person's looking out the window like uh, what chapter of Revelation are we in today <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw that when I saw it I I about died because that pretty much sums up 2020 and we're yeah. only halfway through so what else could happen who knows how how much worse could it really get. Let's oh, wait till November. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is true. Oh, man, I don't want to think about think about elections. So I kind of had this question pop up because on Tuesday, um, I had a, I, I don't even say customer, I don't know if he's a customer. I, somebody posted on, it was just a random post that I had made that day. It wasn't a black square because uh, I don't really follow suit with the latest social media trends. Uh, and he basically said, are you guys with the movement or no? And of course I responded, you got to be more specific than that. There's a lot of movements going on right now. And, uh, and so it kind of drove me, which I had already been thinking about how I wanted to address what's going on. Uh, and we're going to get into this a little bit more of, of kind of each of us and our personal convictions and, and even just the overarching as, as a, businesses how involved do businesses should businesses get in in these issues so i had come up 
with I, I screen capped that guy's comment and my response, which my response to him was, I'm hundred percent against racism and murder. That you know, you should love your neighbor and Wow, that's really surprising. It, it, wow. yeah. <laughs> you know, like there <laughs> I'm gonna put out there, there are things that you will never see me touch on social media, like pineapple on pizzas, not going there. Commenting <laughs> on the NRA not going to go there there you know there are things that just aren't aren't hills I'm, I'm willing to die on you know going against racism seems like a pretty simple one to me but it's but maybe it's not so what what do you guys think what's your guys thoughts on this jared why don't you start yeah so i think that it kind of depends on a lot of things and i, I guess i'll just speak to how i see things and how i see the world so I think that with TA and what we've done, we've been able to, in our industry, take stands on certain things. And there's certain things that I'm okay being a little edgy and kind of confronting things, but there's so much that goes into the backside of it. You know, you, like I think people, and I've seen a couple companies do this through this whole black square thing and, and full disclosure for everyone listening to the podcast we did not do the whole black square thing and there's a couple reasons why but i want to kind of hear from everybody else before i kind of dive into my reasons why on that but i saw companies jumping out that were never political never addressed anything and just kind of went full bore in and offered this opinion out of the blue so i think that you kind of have to pregame a little bit like if you think as a business owner there's topics you want to speak on and you want to use your platform for you kind of and maybe i'm wrong but you kind of got to warm the water up slowly over time and get people used to what your culture is and what your branding is so i i think there's a place for businesses if i'm answering what kind of what you're throwing at me um we can dive deeper into that though as we kind yeah, of we give some input how about you uh noah what's your thoughts so obviously, I mean, I'm going to say racism is bad. Oh. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> the, I, I think the thing that for me that's been most frustrating about all of this is the people that are manipulating and capitalizing on the problems. Um, I don't think that posting a black square does anything for anyone. Uh, it's, and unfortunately I feel like uh, for a lot of us, it doesn't really matter what we do or what we say. Like if you truly believe that white people are racists, in general like doesn't matter what i say or what i do like i'm not going to change that and i'm certainly not going to change your opinion or fix anything by doing a social media blackout um, and a blackout in its definition is a suppression of information not a giving of information and so i think in for that particular instance, like it made no sense to me. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. And my other biggest frustration throughout all of this was, of course, 
Black Lives Matter, Asian Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, people matter. And that was a person. And I don't think there was really anyone in the United States. I would say that the majority for George Floyd looked at that immediately and said, that's not okay. And so I think that the fact that, I, I, I guess that's just my biggest frustration. Do, do I think that we have a responsibility as a company? Um, I, I, I really struggled with that question, to be honest with you. And I, and I don't think we do because I think that no matter what you say at that moment, you're not you're alienating yourself from someone. And I would rather believe that as a company, we've already established through our relationships and through the people that we deal with, um, that we see people as people. Uh, We don't see them as black or red or white or, except for Danny from Gun DMC, he's my little Asian, so. <laughs> no, but seriously, like we don't. Uh, um, and and just so you know, Danny would say that I'm his token white boy. So, uh, um, but, and no one's freaking out about that, you know? Right. And I, I don't know. That's I guess that's sort of where I am on that. Right, ben, how about you? Uh, to answer your question quickly, no, I do not think companies or businesses have an obligation to do anything those companies and now if they do great awesome but when i go to a company and i want steel targets i want steel targets i really don't care what their opinion is on world trends like nike for example yo just you know if if that's what you want to do fine but i'm not i don't hold them to any sort of obligation to come out and take a stance on something i really don't they're they're in the business of making shoes sports athletic gear and that's what their obligation is to a customer i don't think they need to be social justice warriors now if they want to if they want to appeal to their demographic go ahead um but there's a fine line between appealing to your demographic doing the right thing or also using it as as a soapbox to uh sell more goods more products and here's the other thing I grew up in a household. My, I had two uncles that are African-American. I had an aunt that's African-American. My grandmother was a, she adopted them. And I have two nieces that are from another country. I've grown up my whole life with a bunch of different races around me. I never thought about race once. Like I never even thought about it once at all. Never think about it ever. And now all of a sudden everyone's in my face saying, well, you got to listen. You got to care. It's like, oh, I, what am I caring about? Oh, you got to care about black lives. Well, I always have. Well, you got to put up a square or you don't care. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to just do something because you told me to. I've been living. I've been walking the walk up to this point. You don't know anything about me. Putting up a black square is like that famous Simpsons meme where that little boy's like, I'm helping. It's like, you're not doing anything. You're not doing a darn thing so don't try to guilt trip me into whatever your agenda is and here's the other thing like you call a a racist an actual racist 
a racist? And they're going to be like, yeah, I'm a racist. So if you go to a KKK meeting and say, hey, you're all racist, they're going to be like, well, yeah, duh. You know, but if you use it as a tactic, it really works on well on people that aren't racist. So if I go to you, Greg, and say, hey, uh, Greg, you're racist. Well, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, you better start acting like you're not. Well, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? That's a tactic right there. And it's, it's just, I'm so sick of it being used. It's, it, it's yeah. disgusting, honestly. It, and that was, that was one of my first responses when this person just, it, 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 when, they, when they made that comment, it was basically, I was, you know, like I said, I was against them until I posted a square to sh- prove that I'm right with them. It, it's, it, it's assumption of guilt over, it's over a anything. It's witch hunt is what it yeah. is. And, and so, well, let me ask you this. So when companies that do take stands on social uh, topics, when they make a stand, it, if, it, if you don't care that they, that, that, that companies do take stands, which I don't either, do those companies that take stands that you don't agree with turn you off from doing business with them or, or what do you guys think? Or is that, to, or, or does that really depend on the topic that they're. That I guess that would depend on. on the topic, but again, I don't go to these companies for their social stands. I go for the goods they have. I don't buy right. Nike products because I think they're junk. I think they're all Chinese imported junk. That's why I don't buy Nike. I don't buy, you know, everyone wants to reference the Colin Kaepernick thing. I don't watch football either. I just think he's a spoiled brat that, uh, you know, wanted to take a knee and didn't get to play. That's what I think he needed to make a statement. But does, does that deter me from buying Nike? Is that the sole reason? No, that's not really the reason. Right. Yeah, and I like one of the things that I caught in, in the whole conversation because I, I kind of knew going into this that we would all have the same, pretty much the same belief that, you know, if a company wants to make a stand, cool. But personally, again, from my side, I don't believe it companies either have to make a stand on a certain thing but somebody i forget if it was you or or noah ben but um it kind of touched on didn't exactly say moral compass or convictions or something like that but that's one of the distinguishing traits that i think is very important for somebody especially because we do have business owners listening to our podcast where they might be sitting and saying is it ever worth getting involved and when can i tell if I should get involved. And one of the big distinguishing things for me is when I feel that there is a conviction for something, not just peer pressure. And I think that's what a lot of people saw with this black square, because I could have, I could have told you in my feed, people who I follow, who's going to put up a black square. I just, you can tell, you you know who it's going to be. So that's one of the things in my life that I'm trying to do is do I actually feel like one, I can affect change Two, it's my place. And three is my moral compass telling me to do that. You know, I I think those are some important things for people to consider before they just go out and start beating a drum for every trendy topic. And I'm I'm not downplaying this whole scenario between COVID and this, um, this whole police thing. I it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on, but you know, it's an important topic, I think, right now for us to navigate. Yeah. I've even felt, I, I mean, I, I've got, I have a lot of really good friends that are cops, that are really good cops. And I've even found myself over the last year or so backing off, making any 
pro law enforcement uh, posts and stuff on social media, even though our product, it, our products, we sell a lot to law enforcement and I want to support them, but I found myself backing off of that just because of constantly dealing with the boog boys. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're constantly dealing with comments from people who, who, who hate cops and F, F cops and all this stuff. It's, and, it, and that's, that's something that at some point I had to tell myself, you know what, it's, it, it's okay to, it's okay for me to, you know, you know, to be pro good cop. And that was actually one of the comments I made in my, like in the caption of, of, of the post I made is, you know, I'm, I'm pro good cop and obviously I'm anti bad cop. Yeah. And this is how I always explain it about cops. I have no loyalty or allegiance to the badge, quote unquote, the badge or the thin blue line. I judge an individual by their character, by the content of their heart. Whether you're a cop, you don't get a free pass as a good guy. You just don't. No and I know a lot of cops, but they're people first. Um, and you, that's the other side of the coin. In our industry, in the beginning, it was like, well, if you don't have a Leo discount, are you even pro-gun? It's like, what? What, what does that got to do with anything? Yeah. You know, it's like, don't, don't guilt trip me the other way now. I will, I will be friends with the individual I will respect the individual. I am not going to lay down my allegiance blindly to an organization, whether that's the NRA, <laughs> that whether that's the thin blue line, <laughs> we went whether, there. <laughs> whether that's the thin blue line, whether that's a government, you know, branch. I don't just give my allegiance up that easily. I just will not. You know, like you either know me or you don't, and if you don't, you're not in the circle. It's that simple. So that also brings up an interesting thing that I think I'll throw out to everybody. Isn't that one of the dangers of taking a stand though too? Because you are actually swearing some form of allegiance to something. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, what kind of risks come from that? Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms right there. <sighs> I mean, do we have time? <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can definitely, I see Noah, Noah's thinking his head's spinning. Cause that's, that's what people are going to, my, so just to go full, full circle before I just let it loose. Um, I'm my primary concern through talking about this in this podcast is I, I know there's a lot of business owners that don't know what the right way to navigate is through this and all of us have learned in some way shape or form over the last five years because we all started around the same time kind of where we stand and what we're going to fight for so yeah i mean i the swearing the allegiance thing it, you are doing that when you make a stand so yeah there's there's side effects that could come from that yeah there is and i think i think all of us do this naturally that our first allegiance is to the citizens of this mm. country and and mankind humanity that's our, that's our first allegiance, literally under God. That's what we're supposed to do. Love your brother. Uh, anytime that there's an organization that is run by man and dictated by, uh, uh, you know, people that are influenced by money or power, it's never any good. And that can be law enforcement. That could be a racial driven group. It, it could be literally anything. And I, th I think the other side of that, of that coin is to some, to some people, to some of our customers, 
not taking a stand also shows an allegiance. Very true. To what, you know, and that allegiance is up to their, what they assume, you know, so, and so the flip side of this is that you're, you're, by not taking a stand on things, you're allowing your customers to assume your allegiance. What do you guys think about that? Well, I would just say, you know, what an assumption gets you. <laughs> right. No, for sure. Uh, yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, uh, uh, backing up real quick, just to the one question that you asked Greg about like where they're, whether or not it influences uh, uh, how I would shop with a company. And I would say that for me personally, it does. And that's the great thing about this country is that it is based on capitalism, but I don't need to like go out and, you know, Oh, I'm going to boycott. I, I, I don't need to do that. Uh, if I choose not to shop with you because of your social views, then that's my personal choice. Sure. You, and there are companies that I won't do business with simply because I don't agree with, with certain things or certain aspects of, of how they do business. But that's my personal choice. Like, I don't need to force that on somebody else. I don't need to, uh, uh, you know, make a big, a big deal out of that. Yeah. yeah. If you ask me my, opi uh, uh, my opinion as a person, I'll, I'll share that with you. Same thing with people. There's a lot of people that I know that I would consider friends that the, those two people wouldn't be in the same room together because they don't like each other. But I'm that common denominator where they both, why? That, that's probably why they don't like each other because they like me. They both like you. Huh? Right. <laughs> that's precisely <laughs> why. <laughs> that's but, the abrasion. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I make my decision on whether or not I'm going to do something with a person based on my interaction with them, not necessarily somebody else's interaction with them. So that's good. So I, I think, I think that response right there is exactly what business owners need to think about be, before they take a stand is, is taking a stand on this topic worth, worth alienating worth or yeah. worth. And, and again, I, I'm not saying that racism isn't a worth taking a stand for. I think you are now. But unfortunately <laughs> I think that in this situation, that this was that this is more about taking a stand against improper policing uh, um, than it is about racism. Yeah, uh, that's how it started anyway. That, that's how sure. it, it should have been. Yeah. And I mean, look, it was the right time to do it because there's a lot of us that are frustrated with how a lot of policing has happened during this whole COVID thing. Yeah, uh, um, and enforcement of rules and laws that are uh, you know unconstitutional that doesn't mean that we should be out throwing bricks through windows like it just doesn't and that's the crazy part about this whole situation and this topic is kind of an extravagant example you know up until this point there's definitely this year been kind of topics that companies are clickbaiting with but 
it just shows you how you may feel like you're standing on the correct hill, but then the public perception and everything shifts so violently and so quickly. What started out as kind of like a unifying thing where everybody could get behind and say, okay, I think it's time for us to look at, you know, what kind of training are we offering officers? What are we doing with these departments? You know, and having the conversation about, um, you know, accountability and, and how, things like that are handled, use of force, things like that. And how quickly it went to literally cities are burning. And so if you take a stand here, you're now anti this, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying with that? It escalates so rapidly. Um, so sometimes good intentions can lead you into some very crazy places. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what I'm always thinking about. So so it, one of the questions I'd written down is, I'm not even sure. I'll just throw it out there. Is how much should customers expect companies to address issues? It, I think we've kind of answered that in the fact, the fact that we, that none of us really expect it. Um, I surely don't. And it, in fact, there's been times where companies have taken stands on things. I'm like, man, why did you have to, why'd you have to do that? Like, I liked you guys. I liked your products. And now I'm just going to be thinking about this or that when I go to your store or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You guys have any, any more thoughts on that? On that? Uh, sure. I mean, All of us. Yeah. Uh, go I, ahead, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I hear your brain spinning, man. I know I, it's there. <laughs> I just think, I mean, yeah, you do think like that. Like, but I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and to their own, it really, at the end of the day, we have more in common with one another than we do our political, our political views and what we think of the trending topic at the time. We really do as people. So we're all not going to align on the same thing. Every company's not going to align on the same thing about the same stuff. Uh, it, yeah. It is discouraging sometimes when you see a company step up and you're like, ah, man, like, why why did you do that but i mean who like knows the, there could be a million reasons motivated for the the decision they made yeah uh, the only sporting goods story i have really that's worth going into is dick sporting goods and in yeah, our industry they and it's it just like and i've begrudgingly i've gone a couple times they're terrible to, anyway though yeah yeah but they're also some or they don't about my own option unless i order on amazon and there's a whole nother yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, that that's hilarious. <laughs> the hypocrisies sometimes too are hilarious, but it's complex. Yeah. It's definitely complex. But it kind of reminds me. One thing I was thinking is, does it change? And this is kind of a question for everybody. Does it change for an industry like ours, where we are centered around a literal human right? Does that change the equation at all for us? You mean, is it more of an obligation then? Sort of. So I'm, what I'm trying to, so let me lay out this, this scenario. So growing up, I was always into dirt bikes and things like that. I had magazines for dirt bikes, magazines for Jeeps and stuff. So I saw these different industries, you know, for off-road, it was land use. They were rallying around having open public spaces for 
these electric vehicles I got magazines for, they were all pushing legislation and regulation on renewable energy. And for us, we have firearms rights. So is there an aspect of that that plays into each industry? Um, maybe specifics that? For sure. I, I think for us, you know, specifically, I think we're all used to fighting for Second Amendment rights. That's that's something that we believe in so much that we've created our 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 living around yeah and within that um so of of course you know lane rights isn't necessarily going to be on our radar right. of, of things yeah. to fight for right but um but but just as you're asking that I, I was even thinking i think i think we're even used probably used to um addressing hot topic things because we're constantly doing it anyway we're constantly doing it anyway i mean yeah, I mean, Second Amendment and gun rights and all that stuff is is one of the biggest biggest topics in the country, no matter what year it is. Yeah, and on? kind of segueing into that, I mean, this is a great opportunity to grab new gun owners to t- to start them off right. I mean, there's gun sales this year have been insane. So yeah, Jared, I think I think you're kind of right. Like we do have a little bit of an obligation there because the topic it, we are a genre that at its core is a, you know, God given right. So yeah, I think if you, at the least, if you don't want to appeal to your constituents, you should do it for the reason of, you know, that's, it's relevant. It's the right thing to do. Um, because you're, you've been fighting, we've all been fighting all this time. Um, you know, the second amendment is just as important as all the amendments, all the, the whole bill of rights. So yeah, I think it's important, but um, you know, I think you can't just shout it from the rooftops of social media. People have to kind of want to hear you. And, uh, it's just kind of like inception. You can't give someone the idea. They have to have it. And then they have to ask questions, which now again is a good time because so many new gun owners are out there and it does revolve around a personal right. And that's where, you kind of spin the wheel and come back to the, the, I don't know if I want to call it a trap. It's not really a trap, but it's for these businesses that are in the industry then and may feel obligated. And I don't know if it's, maybe it's a hypocrisy in myself and that's what I'm trying to kind of reveal and find out if it, if it is, or if it's just me overthinking things, because in one hand I don't expect businesses to take stands. But then when we're in the industry, you see obvious companies in the gun industry that are contributing, honestly, pretty much nothing. And then it kind of is a frustrating experience. So like, where's that balance that we're trying to, you know, take, because it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. The, the, The government politicians, regulators, they are regulating everything. That's just what they do. It's what happens when you pay people full time to make regulations they regulate it's weird um so yeah i'm just trying to find on that scale like where is my personal expectation and where should our expectation as business owners land right and and so i think that for like i think that's a that's a very valid question because as if i believe strongly that as an african-american that Racism is a serious issue in this country. Uh, 
and I see you as a, a firearms person promoting the Second Amendment, uh, why are you not then standing up for for my exactly what, for what I'm saying? And so, uh, um, the the question then becomes like sort of like which hills are you willing to to die on? Uh, um, and it doesn't take away from any of the other great things that are out there. For example, abortion is another hot topic. Uh, um, am I pro-abortion because I'm not going to clinics and protesting and picketing and doing all those kinds of things? Absolutely not. That's just not something that I have a conviction to, to speak about. Uh, um, even with the second amendment, there's a lot of times that like there's the right place and the wrong place. And some people overdo that. They overstep that right place and wrong place. Uh, um, so I think that it comes down to what is something that is personal to you? What is something that has those convictions that that doesn't necessarily that shouldn't detract from those who feel differently or have something else. And that's why I don't have any issues with any of the people who were uh, any of the peaceful protests that were happening. I think that that's absolutely something. I think that historically we all have the right to, to do that. And again, I think that things get emotionally charged and bad actors capitalize on a already tense situation, emotional situation, and they manipulate, manipulate that for their, their own good. And so again, as a company, uh, um, our livelihood is that second amendment for most of us that are sitting in this podcast and for probably for a great number of people who are going to listen to this podcast and so that's a hill that we often will plant that flag on and be willing to die on but again we shouldn't but that should be our personal decision and our personal choice and we should be able to think through logically and not emotionally as we look at other companies and say, okay, like they made the choice to, to do that. Um, so good on them. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, I, I was talking about, about the exporting goods. I, I think it's, you know, they took a stand so much so that they turned away a whole section of the country of, of customers. They said, we, we don't believe in this, so we don't want your business. And that's, you, you, know, so you have to think about that, that too, with the type of stance that you're taking and what your conviction is, is, is your conviction and your stance on, on such, such topic going but, to tell people they, not to. If they to genuinely believe that they don't want that money, then good for them. Sure. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Well done. Well, like, 
understands that there's repercussions, but it goes back to a conversation that Roger from QVO Tactical shared uh, um, a few, I don't know, maybe a week ago now, but I think it, it might be a quote from Gary Vee where he says the customer is always right if you want their money. And right. sometimes we as business owners need to genuinely under like look at it and go, I don't want your money. Yeah. And if you're, issue is going to take your money elsewhere. That's awesome. There are fantastic companies out there who do similar things. Feel free to spend your money with them. But my personal convictions are not worth your 50 bucks. Right. That's what it all comes down to is right there. That's a good, it's a good thought. Yeah, in the case of Dick's Sporting Goods, I'm guarantee, I guarantee you they were thinking, man, we're going to get rid of all these AR-15s and it's going to bring us so much business because we're going to look like white knights. And it was the exact opposite. <laughs> I don't think they really did it for any noble cause. I really don't. Now, I could be wrong, but I hardly think that's the case. Well, I think they thought it was noble. Well, and that's, that's why that saying goes, which hill, you know, the hill to die on or what hill you're going to die on because sometimes you make the decision and plant the flag and it, it then can you cost die. you. It could cost you something. You know, we've yeah. seen that. We have literally seen that and something that's in my head and I'm curious to get input from everybody on this is two things. So we all use social media and when we do decide to speak out, we're using these platforms. We all know that there is essentially social media, AI algorithms, whatever they show you what you want to see. So if we are diehard and decide to plant the flag one, Will our message even reach new people? And two, is our society capable of considering other views maturely at, at, at this phase right now? So those are two very loaded and tough questions, <laughs> but I'd love to, to hear some input. So the first was with social media, how it's programmed to show us what we want to see. Can we reach new people? And two, is society kind of mature enough to... Should I start... Go for it. Go for it, man. <laughs> I think I think with social media, especially the gun community, is very boxed in. It's very hard to break out of that echo chamber. Um, plain and simple, we've all seen that. Uh, I I feel like I can do it more on my personal account than I can on, you know, the Wiseman Company account as far as reaching um, new ears. And um, the second question was, uh, what was the second question, Jared? So the other one is, so let's say we break out and we've all seen the Facebook. Oh, are they going to hear, are they going to listen? Are, are we as people mature enough to handle? And this is so, I feel so dumb having to say this because like there's no physical threat of violence to me when someone presents this other opinion, but sometimes it feels like that when people receive your opinion. So are people mature enough to even hear it? Majority of them, I would say no. I mean, most people are just going with the flow. You know, the black square is a classic example. You know, or is anyone really critically thinking about what they're even not accomplishing by posting that black square? They're not. They're just doing it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to hear the other side of the argument. They just don't. Um, there's, or, and the people that do, I think it's a very small percentage that do. Um, 
whenever I talk with family that disagree with me, I always try to come with a very cool head and try an open mind because I know how quickly it can just spin out of control. And in a social media setting, like in a chat or forum or post, it just spins out of control even faster because really no one has anything to lose. They aren't losing face on anything. It's some stranger across the country. So no, unfortunately, I don't, for the majority of people, I don't think they are mature enough. I think we're really hitting a crossroads in the United States. Um, really some hard lines are being drawn in the sand, unfortunately. Yeah, I would agree. I've had recent experiences on even fa- Facebook so bad. It's, it's such a, man, it's such a mess. Oh, Facebook <laughs> is a cancerous wasteland. It, it really, it really is. It, so that's what I, that's what I struggle with is I do actually, I see people in our industry breaking through and reaching new people and bringing in different demographics. And like you said, which is super valid is the fact that we have record numbers of gun sales and we know I've, I'm sure all of us had people that we would say are quote unquote more left leaning that are now reaching out to us and yeah, trying to learn how to build a, an AR 15 or buy a handgun. Yeah. Do all stuff. Yeah. I had multiples reach out to me and I've walked them through the process of buying their first AR 15. Now, hopefully they don't throw in a dumpster in three months when things go back to quote unquote normal. But um, oh man, I can't wait. There's going to be so many good, <laughs> so many good rifles. I, I've I'm been telling these diving. people, yeah, I've been telling these people the best parts, you got to get the best parts and then use my dumpster. Yeah. And you've done yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the silver lining. I'll cut it in half for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Two pins cut in half junk. Will people forget that quickly though? I mean, I hope not. I mean, I don't. So the people that I've talked to, I don't, I don't think so. So they're, I guess, what I'm getting at is I think that there's relevance in the fact that we can reach people and sometimes it takes really bad circumstances for people to see, Oh, you know, I've talked to a lady. She was like, well, I'll just call the police. And literally two days later we're watching riots and police are leaving cities. And she's messaging me like, um, that was a bad logical position. (laughs) I would like to build a rifle. It's like, so we have the opportunities to, reach these people but it it's so weird it's like when you intentionally attempt to mm. it gets hidden buried blocked people don't listen to it so i don't know I, I don't even know where i'm going with that i think you could argue that becoming more involved in politics and hot button topics the more likely you are to break out of your box yeah. of yeah of you can't people. be afraid to be controversial right i, I mean i've I've found out about companies because their stance on a, on a social topic became news or became outrage. Yeah. It just, Oh, that's who that, that, that person is. And, and for that, for that company, um, you know, hopefully it worked out for them that they, that they found new customers to make up for the ones that they lost based on that stance. But, um, I think also to kind of answer your question, as far as um, are, are are people are people able to to handle these conversations? Are they able to? I think obviously there's people that that can't, and it seems like those are the people that you see and hear the most, and maybe they just stand out the most. 
because the people that are able to don't necessarily feel the need to agree with you on social media. So um, I also think a lot of it has to do with how you word your, uh, uh, your, your stance. Uh, you know, f- you know, from my, from my caption, I kind of ended mine with, if, if you don't agree with this, I also stand with your freedom to not agree with me. Right. So I gave the people who I knew weren't going to agree with me. I gave them a nod and said, you know what? That's, if you don't want to agree with this, great. That's on you. And that's, and that's going to be up to you to decide how you want to handle my, my stance on this. So. Complex. Noah, what are you thinking? I, you know, it's, I, I don't really know that there's a lot more that you can, that you can say. Uh, when people, uh, unfortunately in social media too, you're, you're seeing little snippets of things, 15 seconds of this, one minute of this, five minutes of this. It doesn't tell the full story of anything. Um, we, uh, um, Jared, you and I edit videos all the time. Like if people saw the raw video, like it doesn't look anything like what a final product looks like. It's not hard to manipulate something into being something that we want it to look like. That's the danger of the society that we live in today. And also the benefit of the society. There's, there's always trade-offs for, for those kinds of things. And I just think that we tend to be emotionally charged. Uh, um, I'm super guilty of that. Uh, um, I'm quick to anger over things. And, uh, uh, you know, if you don't agree with me, like I'm quick to be uh, snippy or, uh, um, and those kinds of things. And so I think that, you know, are people mature enough like going back to that question, I think that they are. Do they act on that maturity? Unfortunately, I think that, that we don't. And I think that as society in general, for many of us, we've stopped thinking critically about anything. Um, we have become tribal in the sense that it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong if my tribe says it's good, it's good. And we're, you know, whether that's Republicans agreeing with the president 100% of the time, and that's probably gonna get me in trouble uh, because he's Republican. So we can't disagree with him. Right. It's, the same, it's the same with Democrats. It's the same, it, you know, you see it even in, in, you know, with this racism issue in the African-American community where lots of people who are my friends have stepped up and said, hey, this is like, what, what this is, is, is not okay, what it's become. Like, yes, there's an issue, but this isn't, like, you're not solving an issue with, with this. Oh, well, you, are, you know, obviously you don't know what you're talking about and you must be privileged. And so again, they disagreed with their, their group with their tribe. And so, so they're, they're knocked out. And I think that identity, we become so wrapped up in an identity that we no longer have one. 
um, as individuals and as companies. And we're so worried about which identity we're associated with that we no longer are concerned with what is actually right or wrong. Man, yeah, that, I was, agree. that was deep. That was powerful now, that, <laughs> but that's, that's valid. Go ahead, Ben. What were you, what were you thinking? Oh, no, no, I just agree. I think that was well said. Um, um, yeah. Are people mature enough? Should be, but will they act on it? No, I, probably not. Is it possible that, and, and I want to make sure that, like, I, I'm the first to admit, like, I'm super easy to slip into that immature role. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us can, and, and all of us do at some point. Um, is it possible that our perception of whether people can handle these different opinions or these different public stances by companies. Is it just our perception? Because we all know, typically speaking, the loudest people tend to feel and sound like the majority, but we often find out that deep down they're not. And most people don't wake up in the morning and say something along the lines of, I would really like to further my goal of controlling my neighbor today. (laughs) You know, like I, I just, it's why it's such a complex thing and it's such a frustrating thing because like nobody wakes up and says that, but then sometimes our actions say that. And so like we have to watch out for our own things. I don't, I don't know. It's, but I like what you said, Noah, I think that we lose an identity when we are, you know, when we're traveling down this road and yeah, I don't know how to say it any better than you did. Uh, unfortunately, in the grand scheme of things, what we're experiencing right now isn't even that bad. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if we're talking about what happened in you know early American history, as far as call it civil unrest, call it um, you know tribalism between races, that was really bad. That was really rough, and I think the people during that time we're probably more mature. So seeing the trend of 2020 and just like the, the road we're going down, like the way people, the way our country handles social issues right now, if something was a real, really, really bad social issue, how quickly we would tear ourselves apart because of that immaturity, because of that, of that ability not to listen to one another. I mean, if we're taking a step back from the situation and really looking at it, yes, the situation's still bad. Absolutely. A man lost his life for no reason. Terrible. Terrible. But in the grand scheme of things, it isn't, and I'm not, in the grand scheme of things, it's been much worse than it is now. And you get in trouble if you say that online. People will be like, oh, your white privilege is showing or, or you're so insensitive. I'm really not. And I really haven't thought about racism a day in my life, or, or I should say, I really haven't thought about being racist towards a human being a day in my life. I really haven't until someone was like, you need to start thinking about it right now. Cause you are. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, it's just such a weird time. Like, it, uh, yeah, I think even, I, I think the response that we're, that we're seeing from people is proof that, that there's a lack of, 
of, I think it's two things, lack of immaturity, but also just lack of knowing how to deal with their own thoughts and how to deal with trying to comprehend somebody else's thoughts. People just don't know how to digest that and don't know how to respond to that. And it, you know, it, it just, and that turns so, ugly. So I think, I think maybe, maybe these are interchangeable or maybe we're confusing the two, but I think that rather than a lack of maturity, I think that what we deal with too much is a sense of entitlement. And I think that we're all guilty of that, but I think that that is the, I think that is really the root of a lot of what these issues are is that people believe that they are entitled to something and outside of what our fundamental rights are uh, um, as spelled out in the constitution uh, um, and I think for all of us that are in this conversation spelled out for us from our creator, uh, um, none of us are entitled to anything. Nope. We're, we're entitled to work for, uh, uh, to pursue, uh, um, to be able to, and, and, you know, but at the end of the day, entitlement is just another form of racism. Um, it's another way of, holding back one person to uphold another person. How much of the, I mean, I just keep going with these like deep questions. Um, how much of this that we experience do you think is a result of not having effective leaders? And I'm not just talking politics. I'm talking, you know, men, especially in communities, in homes, you know, like we, we can talk about the problem. We can talk about businesses taking stances, but ultimately what I struggle with is trying to figure out why are these things happening so that you can ultimately create solutions. So what do you guys think? Is it, is the entitlement a lack of leadership over time? So I, I was thinking about this a little bit. I, I saw somebody on my Facebook feed blaming Trump for not taking enough leadership in this. And um, on one hand, I, I, I get what he's saying. It would be great if the leader of our country um, could just say something and snap everybody out of this uh, or give some more direction. But part of me is also, I'm so, so for people being able to govern themselves be your own leader, have your own convictions, have your own beliefs. Um, unfortunately, there's people that don't have a, don't have any sort of belief system to have any sort of foundation. And so they just go to the next thing or whatever socially seems to make the most sense. And um, I just, I think it's hard for, you know, I've got, I've got a firm foundation and belief. And so what, what my president says doesn't really affect my thoughts on the next social justice issue or whatever, you know, like, but there's, but there are people who, uh, who really do depend on some sort of leadership. And I do, and even it, I think Ben's, uh, what Ben said earlier about how he grew up in a family with, with different races and, 
and backgrounds and stuff. And for him, he never even thought about it before. My, my kids have, have grown up. If, if they wanted a, a black baby doll, we were like, yeah, go for it. And, and they've had black friends in school and they've had um, Indian friends and all that stuff. And, and honestly to them, they don't really understand what's going on because, because to them, they're just people. people. They're just people. They've never been taught that these people are different. So we should treat them differently. They've been taught. These are also people. And so right. there, there, there's absolutely a lack of, of leadership in homes. And, um, and we're, and we're seeing the result of that. And that was a slightly loaded question on my end. Cause that's where my brain goes to is when there's policies and things that we don't agree with when we need to sway opinion, we are a self-governing body. We're, we are governed by the people. We have the ability to do that in some regards still. I, I feel like our Republic is not completely broken, uh, but I feel like we've in some ways gotten lazy with it, but it's a complex And that's the frustrating part of this whole thing is it's such a complex it's it's in one way it's not complex it's super easy just it's don't really go around complex. just yeah. don't go around dictating how people are you know it, it as long as what you know we we might all have different opinions but the way i look at the world is if i'm not infringing on somebody else's liberties and i'm not creating them or making a victim i'm not harming them i'm not robbing them of their ability to exercise their rights i'm within my realm you know it it, it isn't complicated but we complicate things in so many ways. So yeah, I don't know. Any more to that, to that wise guys? Uh, No, I think Jared said it. It's way more that people are making it way more complicated than it actually is. I really do. Uh, It's it's really boils down to don't be a douche. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good way to. (laughs) Yes. And, and like, don't just also don't just assume everyone's a douche. You know, like, just don't assume it. You don't know the an individual. Like, don't uh, – it's I, quite simple. I, Take care of yourself. You, you can all assume that I am. So oh, I'm, just, yes. I'm just letting you know yeah, don't yeah, worry. that I am. But everybody <laughs> so, else should not be. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where the heck do we go from here as business owners? Why don't, why don't we throw in, especially from you, Ben and Noah, what do you guys think? What – Give some advice to the people listening. I mean, there's people that aren't business owners listening to this podcast, but to the people that are, throw some advice at them and give them some ideas going forward. Uh, if your moral compass, you know, tells you to do it, then obviously follow that moral compass. Um, there is, I'm going to tell you personally, and Noah is fully allowed to disagree with me on this if he wants to, but as as a business, don't feel obligated to get on social media and stand up for something that you've already, you know, been doing all your life or, you know, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You really don't just live your life right. You know, and if you really want to do it even better, let your wallet reflect that give to where you want to give support who you want to support and just walk the walk. There's no obligation for getting back to the original topic. There's no obligation for you to have to get on social media and grandstand for a cause. If your moral compass tells you to do it, great. Follow your heart. <laughs> awesome. What about you, Noah? Give him some advice. 
I, I mean, I, I agree. And really, I think. Oh, man, I want to hear a disagreement. My, I wanted to hear a fight between yeah, these guys. I, I got I, a disagreement. <laughs> no, what would you have done if you would have woke up the next morning and I had a black square on our page? Ooh. <laughs> oh, I should have asked that question. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> you would have been like. I probably would have laughed because <laughs> I'd have been like, what in the world is Ben doing right now? Um, Ben forgot to use, how to use Instagram. I would have. I would have <laughs> probably. Th- <laughs> I, I probably would have thought we got hacked. <laughs> uh, um, and again, not because I don't think that we agree on the fact that that's bad. Just that that was. I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said grandstanding. Yes. Uh, um, and I think that there were, man, there were a lot of people who I respect who posted those squares and. Um, you know, but again, I, I think that's exactly, I, I think that that was one of those situations where the thought was better than the execution. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that there were a lot of people who were genuinely trying to say, we stand with you. And it just was super poorly executed. Yeah. Uh, um, and so as a business owner, I also do not believe that you have an obligation to respond to any type of social situation and that if you choose to do so, understand that you will be held under a you will be held to that and you'll be held under a microscope. And especially in today's world of internet and things don't ever disappear. Mm-hmm. And even if your convictions, if you do like something does change for you, you're going to be like, that's going to be thrown back in your face. So be prepared if you want if, if it is a hill that you're ready to die on, by all means, go die on it. Uh, uh, it doesn't it, sound very encouraging, Noah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no it's not. It's not. I mean, right. really, I mean, that's what you're prepared to do. There's nothing, you know, if you want to die on a social media hill, by all means, go for it. Um, so, but, you know, again, my best advice is don't be a douche. Yeah, solid advice. You take that to the bank. You're welcome, America. That one was for free. <laughs> well, and, and I'll speak just, just a bit to why I posted the response that I did. Because it sounds like I'm, I might be one of the only ones between all of us that, I, that posted something on, on Tuesday in some sort of response, as far as I know. Um, I had already been thinking about a response. Um, I felt... it. I believe that God's given me a platform. I've got, um, I've got a lot of people who who follow me on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Well, not me, my my business. And I felt that God's given me this platform. Here's a moment to that 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 all eyes are on, um, on social media. A lot of eyes are on businesses for for whatever reason that we've talked about over the last hour. Um, here's an opportunity to speak up for what I believe is truth. Um, and 
and with all the chaos that I saw and, and, and we, and we continue to see going on, I felt if I can make a simple statement about love and unity and peace, that's a simple hill for me to, 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 to climb up on. If, if, if people want to, uh, if people want to crucify me over, over that, that, that statement, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. And, and that was a simple one for me to get on. Like I said, you know, like I listed earlier, there's things that I'm, 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 I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna go on, on social media and, and make a comment about, um, but anti-racism, easy. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. But, right, but, like, but, no, but it, but it doesn't need to be a black square to show that like, absolutely like, not. It, sh- yeah. it should be, it should be the fact of the business relationships that you have that, that the friendships that you have, it, it shouldn't even be a, if your company has to do that, then maybe you need to be looking more at some of the other issues. There's some other underlying issues I feel like with your right. company. It yep. just feels ridiculous even to say. Like it's we a, it, started this. It I'm, I am not racist. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, one, <laughs> no kidding. Like that's, yeah, that's just it, like you wake up, you put your pants on one leg at a time. Like, yeah. come on. No, I, I, absolutely, and, that, and that's why that's why it's that's why it was so simple to respond to. I'm like, right. this is this is absurd. Of course, I'm not. And of and and there were so many comments on there, who were like, I can't believe that they actually couldn't believe that I took the time to respond to something so silly to them. They're like, oh, that, because they know me, and and they know over the last five years of things that that me and my company have, have done and made stances on stuff like that. They're like, of course not. I can't believe yeah, somebody, well, I can't believe somebody even asked you that. And to be fair, I don't think that, that I don't think the guy that asked me that I'd never seen his, his account before. Uh-huh. I, I, I really think the guy was just going around trolling companies. Pro- to- yeah, probably. I don't think there was anyone in the gun community, you know, man, I haven't seen Neo mag post a black <laughs> square yet. So he's still, he's still out. He's still, book's still open on him. He could be racist. I I do. I do want to say though, that I feel that there were some companies that went out there who, who made statements that were in poor taste and did some. uh, um, I saw a couple of those. I was like, wow. (laughs) And again, that's the hill they want to die on. Like that's, they're going to, and but again, I look at that and go, well, for me, in my industry, that's a company that I, I will choose most likely not to do, to do any type of business with. Yeah. And well, what I would, yeah, just wrapping up, I guess, throwing my last couple thoughts in, is the biggest thing is for me to know your customer base and you don't know that when you start off on day one, especially if you're like us, you didn't get a business degree and have all these crazy studies of how to market to people. We're, we're figuring these things out as we go. So learn your customer base and you'll know where these thresholds are. You'll know what you should, if you have some common sense, be able to figure out if you say this thing, it's going to result in riots and chaos on your page. Mm -hmm. So be aware of who you're doing business with and then focus first on being a good business before you worry about planting flags and and getting involved in things. And I've been guilty of this over the last five years, but be a good business first. 
do good business, make good products, stand right. by your word, you know, over deliver. And then if you, you know, the other thing too, is if you're personal, if you're a person that personally speaking wants to get out there and put out things that make people think the other option too, especially cause as we're growing our businesses, we have people relying on us. If we burn the business, even accidentally, it screws up a lot of different, a lot of different things. And the other option is too, and you know, Ben talked about his personal account. I know Noah has a personal account. I have a personal account. There's ways to also stand for things too outside of your business. Yep. So be smart with what you choose to align and yeah, that means maybe, maybe your personal account's smaller. Maybe it doesn't reach as many people, but whatever, you know, just be thinking smart about it yeah. as you dive into it. That's all. I totally thought uh, Greg just chugged a bottle of Jack Daniels in there in the background, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 2020, really, really rough for Neomag. PG, <laughs> even more manly than that. <laughs> <laughs> this this is definitely an interesting conversation and you know and greg and i were talking about it, we thought you two guys would be great to jump on because we knew we'd get obviously we have similar thought processes but we have different experiences so yeah, that was good i gotta find people to disagree that was boring thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> i mean is this the thing about in our community though everyone's pretty much it's really gonna be really hard to find an individual at least openly, that doesn't share similar values. Yeah. It's really hard. And that's, what, that's really what the left has so wrong about gun owners and the gun community. Uh, and also, I think that our circle, like, we've surrounded ourselves. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, we've all kind of come up in the industry together, and uh, we all have outliers, but we've – surrounded ourselves with people who are like-minded because that's what we do. It's, it's, it's our identity. If you guys would have come on here and found out you guys are racist, that really would have been a shocker. <laughs> yeah. It's just laughable to even think about. Like, uh. <laughs> Oh man. All right guys. Well, thank you so much for, for your time. No, uh, thank you, Greg. It was, it was awesome having you guys on. I'm glad we cleared the air. We did. Um, <laughs> we can go on the record. Was Check the box. Not that, racist. That Noah <laughs> is a, a douche. <laughs> we'll just we'll throw it out to everybody that doing a podcast is much more time intensive than a black box. Yes. Say yes, that. it is. Using words and action. Yes. Actual. Action. Awesome. That was cool. Well, appreciate you guys. Yep. For everybody listening to the podcast, make sure you are subscribing leaving us a rating and a review checking out our instagram page and as always if you have any topics or anything you want us to cover shoot us an email greg what is email uh, forging the journey at gmail.com i think about that for a second yeah I, see that's why i threw it to you yeah go check out the wise men company they do awesome stuff um, check out noah's photography and videography he's, he's a master check out ben's moving and running gunning he's a beast but uh all right, guys. We'll let you get back to work. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Bill. See you guys next week. All right.